Look, we know it's not easy being a Portland Trail Blazers and Damian Lillard fan right now, but is Lillard really the most annoying player in the NBA? Dan Wolken of USA Today thinks so. Shane and I? Eh, not so much. We do a draft in today's episode of the I-5 Corridor Traffic Report. Check us out online, i5corridor.com. So this is going to be an NBA-centric podcast. Uh, Shane and I haven't talked a whole lot since the draft last week with the Blazers taking Scoot number three. Um, the Blazers had their big, as reported by Chris Haynes, meeting with Damian Lillard yesterday where nothing has happened since. This feels about like about four years of this now. Um, so we're going to get into that. We are going to do a draft of inspired by the latest Dan Wolken column, uh, who are the most annoying players in the NBA. But also, this has been probably the most killer stretch of Portland summer so far. Shane, I saw you went fishing. Looks like you're looks like you're living, my friend. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on. It's been a great summer so far. It's been gorgeous. Um I mean, let me, even the next week you look at it now, there's just the, the full sun emoji on the weather app for the next 10 days. Not even a cloud in sight. We'll see if that holds. But it's been fantastic. Um, we've got a boat. We took that out. Uh, did, you know, fishing might be a strong uh, strong word for what yeah. happened, but we put some lines into the water and, you know, hung out on the boat. That was great. That's fishing. Um, That's fishing. Been all over. But, you know, I went to Hood River the other day. Quick drive down there beautiful and you were up in what seattle yeah i went up to seattle a few friends and i we took the train up which is the most ideal way to do a weekend trip in seattle and How we went and saw blink one, uh the more it was, it's about three hours um because you have some stops and you stop in olympia and tacoma and a few others on the way up but it's a great great way to get some work done or have a beer or read the newspaper i did all three. <laughs> um, and you but, avoid the traffic. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we went up there and we saw Blink-182 at Climate P- Pledge Arena, uh, pretending like we were teenagers. Uh, it's Tuesday at one fifty-eight, and I think my head finally feels better. So, mm. yeah, we're... A little harder than it used to be, isn't it? Are you a, uh, are you a water guy? You drink a lot of water? Uh in what context? Like, like, as, like, like, am I the guy that who, reaction told me what I need to know. Like, like, am I, like, am I the guy who is, is mama birding everyone and saying alternate like every drink with, uh, a no, I don't mean that. I just mean yourself, you know, like, are you a, are you a big hydration guy? I, I go through phases. Mm. I'm very, I'm very moment. I'm very, I'm very momentum based with my hydration. Game of runs, huh? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You really only need to watch the last two minutes. All right, let's transition to basketball. Uh, I texted you after the Blazers took the pick. This was after I watched a little bit of Scoot highlights for really the first time. Just kind of malpractice. Hey, th- just absolute th- malpractice. From well, there. it's just this is their pick. I'm not a big like projection guy. Like I, I like I like making my opinion or like things are gonna happen and then we react. Mm. Okay, so this kid's great. Like he's I, I would I would like him to be a little bit bigger, but yeah. he can play defense. Well, God, physically yeah, correct. Yeah, no, no, he's yeah. he's a freaking tank, but I would just like him to have a little bit more length. But 
man, he plays so freaking hard. He's explosive. I I like that there's a chance that the Blazers build their next team around him because he seems like that number one guy type of attitude. I'm not saying that that's where he's at talent-wise right now. But if you're if you're a Blazers fan and you're just trying to get excited about like the next era, like this guy's pretty damn electric. I I think you still need to I don't think he's going to be electric. He, he's unless you put the right people around him, he, he could just be another Damian Lillard situation, but like this this is a huge piece to a puzzle. Um now you just have to have faith that they're going to get the right things done and I think that's where you kind of get off the rails a little bit. But just the back and forth between Scoot and Miller. And it's interesting because, you know, you can make the argument that Miller actually makes more sense for the current Blazers roster. I think it, well, I think it's probably unequivocal. But I think Scoot is the guy you want if you're going in a different direction. I think he's got a chance to just be a better player. Um, you know, skill set wise, like you look at Brennan Miller and it's like you get this big wing who can facilitate and shoot. And like that's the hardest type of guy to get in this league. But Scoot definitely has, and I hate doing this, and we're going to do our sports cliche draft soon, but he has an it factor to him. It was so funny. ESPN had their little like segment on him, and, and then the first thing is like, he's ultra competitive, and then just a clip of him like making layups and just like yelling at dudes. And <laughs> it, it is fun to see. I remember watching him last year when he was 17, just cooking those other dudes in the, in the G League Ignite. Um, kind of a weird season for him this year, but I love the pick. I'm stoked, and I'm excited to talk more in the next few minutes about where this is all going to go because this is the first domino. Well, you know who would be like the perfect size wing to join him later on would probably be after the Blazers draft Bronny James next season and then they bring in LeBron to be kind of like the old mm. guard. You, know, you have four been making this on. point a few times. This is not the first time you brought this up. Look, man, I just, at, at, contrary, to everything, to, contrary to everything that I just said about being into projecting and predicting this is just the uh, the the truth. LeBron James will finish his career in Portland, Oregon, where he will win a ring with Bronny and Scoot. Probably not Simons. They're not keeping Simons with all the all like right, all the guards let's, on this. Let's transition this back to reality. Let's talk about the roster now. Okay, okay. So I was I was thinking about this on my walk today, walking the dog. It was very nice out. Clouds are rolling in now. If the Blazers don't touch anything and they just go like, hey, let's let's start this season. Let's have everyone play. Maybe we'll trade Dame by January or just see how it falls out. The Blazers aren't going to be good. But if you're buying tickets for like a Tuesday game and let's say they're playing the Wizards and you're trying to get up for this thing, there's always going to be a player on the court for the Blazers as constructed right now. We are like, oh, I want to watch this. Like th- that's, oh, yeah. that's kind of like they'll yeah. have nights where they put up 145 points. <laughs> yeah, like. Like it, it, I, I just I want to see the floor with Shaden and Scoot together. Just, just to see, like, I could see those guys having a few runs where it's just like, watch this shit, you know, kind of one up in each other and, and just this going. Transition attack, yeah. Um, but again, as currently constructed, the Blazers have a lot of dudes who are like six three and under. <laughs> yeah, the roster doesn't make a ton of sense right now, especially since the only good wing they had is a free agent, and they want to bring him back. But for the price that they're going to for have, that to price? Them, I'm not sure it's worth it. There's, there's so much about. So, so okay, let me say, I love what the, the team did. It just like, hey, we're not going to just go and trade this pick. Let's take Scoot. If we need to move something later, let's do it. I love what they did there. 
the discourse surrounding the Blazers right now is so frustrating. It's so annoying. It's like every day, I mean, Chris Haynes, I feel like, is doing more bad than good at this point with his reporting because he's established this thing where he's, like, close with them. But half the time he tweets something out, it gets later corrected or taken back or it's not true. It's 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 just really, I would imagine, really frustrating for longtime Blazers fans. I'm not a Blazers fan. I like to think I understand basketball in the league well, and I certainly – want to see the Blazers be at least exciting because I live here and I'm, I'm into the sports scene here. But right. the, 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 the pull back and forth, and I want to get into this in a second, I'm sure you have shot, uh, thought, excuse me, with Dame right now, it just, it's got to be so frustrating because it's happened for many years now and this is, this is the worst of it. So in USA Today today, USA Today today, Dan Wolken had a column Blazer star Damon Lillard earning new moniker, NBA's most annoying player. And I texted you this this morning, and throughout the entire column, there's thing after thing after thing that I agree and or have been kind of saying for the last couple of years of, yes, Damon Lillard is one of the two best trailblazers of all time. He has done a lot, so much for the city. But it's been it's been years of kind of this will he or won't he or him backing himself into corners that he doesn't need to back himself into, whether it be dating back almost 10 years ago, saying that he's going to always be a Portland Trailblazer or you can get down to more nitty gritty things that I've complained about of Dame's the guy who will say, like, you don't need to do your workouts in front of the camera, do your workouts in the dark. And then he'll post a work like like he's just he always kind of wants it both ways. He either wants to be like the star guy or he wants to be the chip on your shoulder guy. And like at the end of the day, the dude has made hundreds of millions of dollars. He's a top five NBA or a top 75 NBA player all time. This is all set up in my mind to create a situation where it's going to put the blame on the Blazers. It's going to make the Blazers fans feel like it was like the the Dame legacy. If he gets traded, if he goes to Miami and wins a title, it's going to be Portland held him back. And he's been setting this. They, they've been kind of setting that backstory up what feels like for years now. And at this point, it's the Blazers finally have a little bit of leverage. They finally have something that they can go to if Dame time's over. And it's just still and dragging out. Yeah, and it's still dragging out. And if he if he wants to be with the Blazers for the rest of his career, and he wants to be, he sees Scoot and says, "I buy into this. Like this is gonna my, the next phase of my career is gonna be teaming with this guy and then teaching what I know." Like great. Like I think you would be crazy to not actually want Dame here, but he also tries to command the respect as if he were like a Jokic type of player who can win things completely on his own. And like, you know, I I've been in the, the mode of Damon throughout his entire career has wanted to be as notable as Steph Curry. And the difference between the two guys is Steph's won four titles, Dame. <laughs> like, and I, and I know he's had more around yeah. him, but just be better. And you, than could argue he's a, you could argue he's a better teammate and he's a better um, player from an organization point of view, just because Curry has never once from what we know, had any say with the front office. Now, when you're winning, it's easy to not have a say, right? But you don't see him as this player who has the need to have this kind of magnitude within the the, the, the decisions his team makes, right? You said it best when you said, like, Dame wants it both ways because he, he'll sit here and say he doesn't want, want to go anywhere. He wants to li- win, you know, in Portland. 
But then it gets out that he said, well, if I were to leave, Heater or Nets. Why even say that, dude? Dude, dude, that's that's the thing that drives me crazier than anything. It's he... If you he don't doesn't want to leave, have to, you he shut it down again and say, I'm not leaving. I don't need to right. get any teams. I'm not like, leaving. You don't have to be on the internet. Like, you don't... Like, I know... Like, um, the whole thing where he was uh, on Instagram Live and Welcome to Miami started playing in the background. One... Like, even if that was just by happenstance, like, he, he also knows that him going on Instagram Live the day after the draft when everyone's talking about him and is going to be watching that, he knows eyes are going to be on that. And then, two, like, if that was nothing, like, why go out and issue the state? Like, it's like the guy wants the attention. Like, they want this story out there. And the fact that it's Chris Haynes is the one that's doing it. Like, Chris Haynes was the one that reported yesterday that they're about to have this meeting with the Blazers. It's like... Like this, this is Dame who is is continuing the discourse here. So it's it's and it's, it's actually I think it's getting to the it's getting to the point this off season. And I, I'm not going to speak like I have a perspective that I think many other fans necessarily have, but it's gotten so and and honestly, I think annoying is the best word. That I'm wondering if this thing gets to the point where fans are like you know what I'm done with it. I don't want to do it anymore because he hasn't right. brought that much winning. He's brought success in terms of great moments and great individual accolades. But he says it's all about the team. And, it, and granted, it's not his fault they haven't always won because the team hasn't always given him great rosters. But then he wants to say, oh, I'm committed to winning here, but then gets up in his exit interview and say, well, I don't, you know, he's criticizing the way that they might make the moves this offseason where I, I'm not looking for young players. I don't win now people. And it's like, well, do you want to, uh, you know, sell low on the third pick then? Is that what you want? But he doesn't care because he views it. He views the team thing almost in this individual way. Which doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't make much sense to me. It, it it's just um, I I would like to see it reach a conclusion quickly because, kind of going off of what you just said, I don't want this to turn into a player versus organization versus fan base sort of thing. Like Dame, Dame is meant for for a player who hasn't had to win anything dame has meant so much to this uh city and this franchise for the last decade that it would be quite the freaking bummer if he hightails it out people are pissed he's pissed and there's no like guarantee that the blazers are all of a sudden going to like nail their next phase like you know there's always a risk that this is like the high point for the next x amount of years or or, or whatever so i i think that I, I it's a tricky situation on all sides i understand that there's a lot of legacy at play here but it's just it just it sucks, and I completely understand Wolken's column of writing about Damon being a hypocrite or not a hypocrite, but just being annoying. And I'm glad he did it because I feel of all the NBA superstars, that's the other thing is Portland has shielded Dame from like any national criticism. Dame doesn't take any national criticism. It's it's always the team's not good enough or this or that. Like it's 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 never a failure on his end. And I'm not saying that he deserves that, but. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, it's annoying. However, however, I wouldn't say Damian Lillard is the most annoying player in the NBA. No, I wouldn't, and I want to get to this draft in a second, but I want to do like a minute or two just on what you – because by the time this Go podcast baby. comes Go out, baby. there could be you know massive changes. If I was to construct my wish list for the rest of the offseason, I, I do think at this point I want to see Dan get traded. It just it doesn't make sense to try to be good in the West right now. Like, you should be lining up to hit that next window when Jokic is out of his prime because he's the best player in the league and it's not even close. And he proved that this postseason. So, that being said, without with or without Dame, 
if they're going to keep Scoot, unfortunately, Simons has to go. You can't keep all three of those guys. It just doesn't make sense because you can't have a good defensive lineup with two of the three out there. So having all three would be kind of erroneous. As much as I like Simons, he's an electric player. You also have to unload the Nurkic contract. It's like one of the worst contracts in the league right now because – and granted, I don't know what his injury situation was last year, but he looked terrible last year. I also don't think that they should re-sign Jeremy Grant. I think it's too much money. Dame had this other thing came out where it's like he wants to see them get Draymond and Jeremy Grant. It's like, well, you actually can't do that, Dame, because they're going to be paying you $60 million soon. So by taking that max contract, not that he's not deserving, he's also putting his team in a box there. So it's just, again, he wants it both ways. It's this frustrating situation. I say go young. Like Scoot and Shaden, I don't know if they'll be any good, but they will be so fucking fun to watch. I promise you that. It'd be, I'd have a lot more fun watching that than watching Draymond get two texts every other game and be dragging his ass up and down the court. <laughs> like, uh, and, 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 and like, I'm, I'm not totally opposed of like the actual concept of Draymond because if there's one thing that the Blazers have needed for the last decade, it's anybody who can play or prioritize a, a semblance of defense. But if you think that Draymond's best basketball is in front of him, you're dead wrong. And if they struggled last year, I mean, now he's then going to a worse roster to play with a guard who many rightfully consider is not as good as the guy he's been playing with his entire career. All right. Well, certainly plays a different style that wouldn't work as good on paper. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's, I think three quarters of Draymond's value is just the straight up chemistry he has with that roster. Like those guys know how to play basketball together. And yeah, you know, it would have been easier if they would have packaged the third with it too, but I think they should be looking for packages with Nurkic and Simons right now. Regardless of whether Dame goes or stays, like I think those, I would package those two guys together because you have to, you have to get better at center and you have to get bigger at guard. The the thing I will give Dame credit for, and again, this has been a relatively Dame critical podcast, but that's just because it's rare that anyone's ever critical of Dame. This this is just kind of like the airing of grievances, but I will yeah, give him. Sessions. Yeah, I will give him credit. I did see a list that came out today, and it was it was showing how many games, like Dame's list of most games with teammates throughout his career. And, like, his top three games played with are, like, Myers Leonard, like, Al Farouk Amino. Like, the best, like the best player he's played with is C.J. McCollum outside of when he was younger and he was playing with, like, LaMarcus Aldridge. But it's... Uh, it's a pretty uh, pretty barren list in terms of talented teammates that that Dame has played with. Absolutely, I just don't I don't see a pathway like if Draymond is the best player you could hope to add this off season. Where does that get you? And on that note, let's talk about the most annoying player. Yeah, so I'm going to there. There is not really any uh, rules to this draft. Annoying can be whatever interpretation you want it to be. Um, but I just figured. There's got to be some guys out there worse than Dame. So, with, Surely, the one, right? with the number one pick, Shane Hoffman, you're on the clock. <laughs> yeah, give me Dylan Brooks. Oh, yeah, yeah. What and a precipitous home. fall in terms of his uh, national image this year. Not that he wasn't annoying before, but he took it to another level this year, just a completely toxic level. On top of it, he sucked. He was and it, so bad. And, and the. He, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like the reason it works so well too is like that they were like he was just good enough to help them get to the point where then they could be on the national 
on national television to then just get totally obliterated. Just what a, it's one of the most fascinating things I've watched this entire season has just been watching like Oregon fans, like slowly, like do like the, the Simpsons gif of Homer going back into the, back into the trees and emerging out like as a non Dylan Brooks fan. Um, Yeah. Tough, uh, tough season for the Brooksy. Absolutely. Is this a snake draft? Are you getting two in a row now? No, we're not going to do a snake draft. I, I came prepared. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Patrick Beverly as my number one mm. pick. I mean, great value. I, I don't even think I really have to like get into it, to it too much. But I I saw Pat Bev play the Blazers when he was with the Clippers, mm. and the entire time I just watched Patrick Beverly because he, this is what I like about actually going to games is you don't have to to take the director's point of view you can just like watch somebody and watching like pat bev every play just like have something to say or have an elbow to throw or like have just some sort of unwarranted unearned triumph or celebration that is completely over exaggerated the guy is a clown the guy can't play hoop that's what makes him a lottery pick in the most annoying players draft unfortunately like there's levels to this though too because like they're are players who are stars and annoying and there are players who are kind of scrubs and annoying and that's that's kind of more patrick beverly's side but the guy is an all-timer annoying player so i i think he warrants the spot come on you i'm sure you saw the clips floating around of that podcast you did with carl anthony towns Mm-mm. oh maybe well let me let me fill you in really briefly they got on a podcast the player podcast by the way across the board awful for the most part, <laughs> delusional. Um, Unlike this one, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. They got on a podcast and said that because essentially the team hadn't been together for as long, what they did last year, winning the play-in, was more impressive than what the Denver Nuggets did this year. Pure delusion, if you ask. Now, me. if I'm remembering correctly, after winning that play-in, didn't like Pat like jump on the scores table and was doing like. Throwing his jersey, so it must have felt that way to him. How, how how much has he won? Like I know he's been on a bunch of teams. He's never won a, a ring, has he? I don't believe so. I don't believe he's had much deep playoff success either. He bounced around a lot. Well, anyways, with my pick, it, you know what? Let let him have that moment. And if he if he wants yeah. to be on a podcast with Carl Anthony Towns, who is another just widely respected player in the league. Well, he's um, he's on my board, and we'll see when we get to him. <laughs> this right. is this is really you put me in a really interesting spot because I have a, a lot of good options here. Draymond's enticing for sure. I think I'm going to go Ben Simmons though because mm-hmm. at least Draymond plays, and at least Draymond has a good impact on impact on his team. But you know, the whole last year or two with Ben Simmons happens, then he comes back. He goes on the Grace, uh, not the Grayson now, and I'm thinking of more annoying players. He goes on the JJ Reddick podcast, um, and he talks about how he's still this amazing player, how a lot of it was on other people's shoulders, not his. And then what? He came out and averaged like eight points a game this year and barely played at all. And I mean, he went from this all NBA guy who, granted, had a really big glaring weakness without the ability to shoot, but he was really impactful to now a guy who. Would you be surprised if he's straight up out of the league in two years? Because I wouldn't. No, no, not at all. That's my pick. Okay. Um, am I allowed to do kind of like a combo pick if the two players are associated with each other and are on the same team? Yes. 
sure. Okay. With my number two pick, I am going to go the Paul George, Kawhi Leonard combo. Ah, God damn it. I was going to take yeah. Kawhi. Um, I'm kind I'm kind of stealing this thought a little bit from I was listening to Simmons and Rosillo earlier and they were they were saying that like that team's like their all time like let's run it back one more time group just because you look at that roster and I think we still have all these visions of like what Ka- Kawhi did with uh, Toronto or maybe even when he was younger and he was like the, the shutdown guy for the Spurs when LeBron's like oh shit Kawhi's coming back in the game but these two dudes never play ball especially together like they're Kawhi's like has made media life hell for people on the Clippers beat. They Leonard had the whole, like, that's a bad shot thing with Lillard. Like, it's just like the in playoff PG, P PG. yeah, sorry, PG. It's just, this, this is a super hyped group. It was, it was when they went to the Clippers, it's, they're going to be starting this. It's the end of the Lakers dynasty. It's, it's now, it's now going to be, Clippers and Balmer and they're just it's just all hype and neither of them are actually particularly annoying annoying players like neither of them talk a whole lot but it's just that whole situation is just meh not for me yeah I really like Paul George just because I think his game is so so aesthetically pleasing like I think it's actually top five maybe in the entire league is he your um, goat I can't believe Brandon Miller said that. Do you think that was Brandon Miller's like smoke screen to get people to not talk about like him giving the gun to the guy who murdered a guy? Like, let me say something just really wild because if there's, if there's one thing that can cover up a murder, it's just a bad goat discussion, you know? In this day and age, you're probably right, Tyson. Um, Yeah, I don't, yeah, I I was going to just do Kawhi, but I think it's fine to pair them up. The thing with Kawhi is because I think Paul George wants to play. I think the team just wants to rest him because he has had a lot of, surgery Kawhi, like everything you hear is like he doesn't even talk to the team and to me that's ridiculous like he's had all these demands but then he's not present does he like basketball because i don't know i I couldn't tell you but it's so frustrating because it looked so good in that like the start of that phoenix series he had that play where he ripped kd and then went down and dunked on him it's like oh shit this is why everyone on the nba podcasts every month has to bring up the clippers right but I think that's a good pick. I will I go. I there's still a lot of good guys. There, yeah, there's there's a couple guys who like were invited to the draft room, like they wore their suits, and now they're just oh, yeah. they're they're firing oh. their agents right now. I said Draymond is probably fuming somewhere, so I'll just I'll take him. I mean, look, Do it. like he he plays, he's a good player, and I get the reason for some of his antics because he think he's earned them to a degree. But, like, not only is his podcast and the way he just – I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Um, just just his, his affiliation or affection towards LeBron, I should say, is crazy to me. And then, you know, punching Sabonis in the – or stepping on Sabonis in the playoffs was another just all-time, what are you doing, man? Or, like, the whole fact that, like – a month ago, he did this interview. It might have been on his podcast where he was talking about the reason we lost this year is because we didn't have the chemistry because of after uh, po- after, right. after Pool got punched. It's like who punched him, Draymond? Like, <laughs> yes, I was just going to say I, I can't even believe I'm, I left that out. So the fact that he slides to what pick pick five is is or six, depending on if you clump those guys together, is is it's a steal. Um. 
I, I think the reason why I was so surprised that Wolken went with this, and maybe he didn't even pick the headline, is I feel like I've probably read a million columns from him on Kyrie Irving. And that's kind of immediately like like where my head first went when I saw the headline. It was like, you mean to tell me like Damian Lillard's more annoying than Kyrie Irving? I mean, just, is that your just, pick? Yeah. And I, I'm not even going to explain myself. It's just Kyrie's really annoying and has been basically since LeBron won him a title. I'm not going to say won him a title. Kyrie had a pretty nice shot there with like 30 seconds left. But yes. um, between like him thinking that like, like there's probably a big part of Kyrie that thinks he won Le- he won LeBron a title. And then since then, what did he? yeah, yeah, since then, it's just been a, a calamity of him going to places, pissing his team off, forcing his way out, going to a new place, pissing, his, you know, it's and, and, and he hit that shot and they won the title. And it's a, it's I mean, you would say this about so many different things, but can you imagine if he didn't hit that and they didn't win? His persona, the way he was viewed, it'd be so different right now because he, yeah, I think he can get away with a lot more because of that. And obviously, he's loved in NBA circles, and his game is so fun to watch. But uh, yeah, another great pick there. Thank you. All right, I appreciate that. Uh, here's one that I'm curious to know if you had on your board, and this might take some people uh, catch people off guard because I think this guy has been beloved for years. Clay Thompson. <laughs> Hold on, let me sit down. Okay. Yeah. So you know the ESPN draft table right now, they might be kind of. Is it too early? This was a guy that we wait. Hold, hold on, I just 20s. got a. I, I just got an alert on my phone. Hoffman, Clay Thompson, annoying. Sorry, this this is big news. Big news, but also not big news. Look, it's it's really sad what happened to him with the injury because he just absolutely has not been the same player since. But he still plays like he is. He still takes crazy shots. Sometimes he looks really good, but he's just getting older. He's falling off, and it's not. I'm not trying to critique his play, but what's really frustrating to me is the fact that someone with as much pedigree and success in this league, who's been around for as long as he has, has to do the damn four fingers thing all the time. It got so annoying the last season or two, where any anytime something you know small would start, he's just throwing up the four. It's just a loser mentality from an all-time winner. I don't get it. I like this. I like this a lot. Um, okay. I am going to go – I'm going to go back to the Blazers. I don't think Damian Lillard is the most annoying player on the Blazers. I think Yusuf there Nurkic is. I like this. How, how many times have you watched a Blazers game where it's one of those like three-minute spurts where maybe Nurkic got elbowed and it pissed him off or somebody said something, and then all of a sudden he's the best player on the planet for like two or three minutes, and you're like, oh, my God, like – no wonder like Dame is like demanded or not demanded for him to be traded yet. Like I can see when this guy's going off, like he can be a very good player. But then the other 28 minutes of every other game he plays, it's just like slow, lethargic, very streaky. It's just, it's a very annoying. I, and I, I think a lot of it also has to do with just like the situation of the Blazers and the fact that it's, this has been kind of, the base roster for the last five or six seasons and you keep running into the same wall, but I just get really annoyed with the Nurkic situation. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because before he broke his leg, I think he was like, everyone's like, like everyone who knew ball was like, he's not maybe a top five center, but like, he's like the sixth best center in the league. He just does a lot for you because he can kind of shoot. He was a pretty decent passer and he's a really good defender. Not like a lockdown shot blocker, but just like smart. 
But the injury happened. He's getting older. And I wonder, too, and I think someone – it was a Blazers fan I was talking to a while ago about this. was like, he might just be fucking tired of having, you know, for six years, defenders just blowing by Damon CJ yeah. and just, just banging on his head at the rim. And he doesn't, he doesn't want to do it anymore because he, he, he's looked awful on defense. And it's like an effort thing, too. C- CJ is an honorable mention here, but I'm not going to. Slide. All right, that was a good pick. A little early for my taste, but Ooh, how many rounds are we going here? <laughs> I've got three more guys on my board, okay. really two that I want to get out there. Okay, I can't decide which to take. I'll take Trey Young. I now like I want to say I liked Trey Young during that run they had to the Eastern Conference Finals because there's not many villains in the NBA. And he wasn't really a villain in a dirty way, like a Draymond. He would just say shit, and he would just act like it. He would. He was he a perfect. He was a perfect sports villain. Yeah, but he was good. Like he cooks the Knicks. He had some big moments against Drew Holiday in that Buck series. Even they had those big comebacks against the Sixers. I may or may not have won quite a lot of money betting on them in two straight rounds at playoffs. He was so fun to watch. But the problem is, ever since then, they haven't had any success. You could argue that that run was a little fluky. He doesn't, He, you know, it looks like he makes his teammates better because he's a great passer. But he's like a pass like to get the assist kind of guy. You know, it's not like I'm going to swing the ball in rotation. It's like I'm going to, bla- you know, blaze through the lane and I'm going to throw you an oop, right? It's going to look really fancy. But he, he's gotten like three coaches fired now. It seems like no one really likes playing with him. I... He started a podcast. Was like, I just, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there about me. I want it to come from me. You know, it's like we don't. I don't think we need that actually. So, I like that value there. I'll take him. Okay, I like that. I, I like that quite a bit. Um, with my next pick, it's gonna. My next pick is gonna be one of those picks where like the the general manager is not actually enamored with the pick, but you just have to take the best available player right. um, in the draft. Um, so we're gonna go with Kevin Durant here. And the thing is, is like I've mm. late lately I've found myself liking Kevin Durant a lot more than I used to. Same. When when he pulled the I'm going to the Warriors, that whole, I I don't need to really explain. I I think everyone found that to be really annoying, and the fact that he didn't ring a winner ring on his own, and then he left them again, and just kind of he seems to step on a lot of rakes that he doesn't have to, but. Last week, I was just watching him just getting Twitter arguments with like regular like avatars on Twitter, just like talking ball. And some of it's annoying because KD always reverts to the you didn't play in the NBA, so you don't know that sort of thing. But he is he's also I think that's annoying. But I also like that, like if this dude just gets bored, he'll just like jump into his mentions and just freaking go for it. So that's why he's not necessarily my my. My heart's not in this pick because I kind of respect him crossing those borders a little bit and being more approachable than the the average NBA player. But the dude is very critical for someone who should be able to have a lot of mirrors in his house. I like it. It's hard to argue with that. He's also he chose to tether his career to Kyrie. Not the smartest move. Yeah. Let's do one more round, and then I'll give some honorable mentions. I'm going to take Carl Anthony Towns. 
just a just a dumb player. Like you watch him in the playoffs, <laughs> and I think that's the best word. Like just like really, really talented and can take over. And then it's like, oh, he's got four fouls, and we have ten minutes until halftime. Like, how did that happen? Just like just not smart plays. And on top of it, he does this thing where he he's used like six different voices. Where it's like, I think if you just stay with your voice, maybe people make fun of it, but at least you're being yourself. That being said, I, I you know I think it was actually was Rusillo and and Bill Simmons tossing around this idea as well about you know maybe just trade him for Dame. And I was like, you know what, I actually think that makes a lot of sense for the Blazers. Put four um, guards but, around them and just go. <laughs> Yeah, again, you'd score a lot of points that way. And how much worse on defense is going to be than Nurk at this point? But yeah, I just not the most lovable character. And then you pair him with that Pat Bev thing in the podcast. You know, lovable weird guy. What do you think is, and this is setting up my final pick, what do you think is worse? Someone like Durant in his prime leaving to go join the Warrior, Warriors, which were already a super team. They were coming off a 73-win season. Or do you think it's worse somebody that their entire career has talked shit about the Warriors, then they failed to win a ring ever, and then at the very last end, old Chris Paul gets traded to the Warriors, joins, he's going to be Steph Curry's backup. Go back and, like, read some history. Like, Chris Paul and Steph Curry haven't always gotten oh, along. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. At I know the kind of the NBA joke is, you know, I mean, basically Chris Paul was kind of on his way to being like the next Barkley, but kind of unlikable, but kind of having that same, the same discussion that Dame's in, you know, really great player hasn't won it yet. I would have a lot more respect for like someone like Dame or Chris, like if they don't go join the super team, then at the very end, like, well, the only thing there is it's not his decision when he gets traded and it seems like he's got, he got blindsided, but you know, is he your pick? Cause he's a great pick. Yeah, he's he's definitely my pick. I mean, like there's there's a lot of other reasons to to think Chris Paul's annoying outside of that, but that's that's the most the most recent thing. So, honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to speed through on a few, and you can just give me your one word or one sentence reaction. Embiid, I think the MVP thing was bullshit, and he broke he breaks down in playoffs every year. Hasn't really won much, and he know, talks a lot of not, shit and and doesn't always does. back it up. Like he he yeah, can although, when he's when he's on, but right. You know, him, you know, honestly, if we're doing combos, him and Harden right up there for me. Yeah. Um, uh, LeBron, yeah. I don't, I don't know yes. if, um, LeBron's actually extremely I, annoying. I, I, I don't, him so I can't believe it in draft. Him. I, the, I the, that, that was a mistake. I, yeah. But I think, I think there's a little bit with, with LeBron though, where it's just like, that guy's been so good for so long. Like you, you kind of expect it. Like not everybody can be as cool as Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, 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 we're not going to get in the goat debate, but if you're talking about into like coolness factor, like Michael Jordan was a lot cooler than LeBron just in terms of like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. but you know, this, this might be my last podcast. We might retire at the end of this. Um, you know, we're just going to have to see how things go, uh, in the next week until yeah. we decide to record again. Good, uh, good pick there. I'm going to fire a few more at you. Jordan Poole got pretty dang annoying last season after I think he was everyone's NBA darling the year before. Although that's just kind of how this stuff happens sometimes. Bradley Beal, yeah. similar to Dame, less conviction with his message and just a less talented player, but just take all that money and seem so at home with just not being a good team. Um, that's not, is, he's never won 50 games in his career in a season. Is John ja Morant annoying or is he just dumb? So I was just looking, Ja and Zion, I think, probably like sizes of relief from both of their camps that they weren't even mentioned in this. Um, their publicists aren't going to be it's, getting it's, like, did you listen to the corridor this week? 
Right. You know, thank God, because I think a lot of people are usually scared when we drop these quarter episodes just because the reach, just the pure yep. reach. Yep. Um, it's not a niche podcast by any means, right? This it's going to end a career. <laughs> Absolutely, if not worse. Um, those two guys just make some some tough decisions, I'd say. Other guys, and, and feel free to jump in, yeah. uh, Julius, Julius Randall is one for me. And I'm going to throw my... Go. Uh, I'm going to throw my CJ McCollum into the pile. Uh, I always get, I always get really annoyed by uh, players who were like, I took journalism classes. So I, I know the ins and out of the ins and outs of this better than you do. And uh, McCollum does that a fair amount. Yep. Great one there from you. Uh, Gobert might've been working his way off this list. Yes. Honorable mention still works. Same with like Marcus smart guys. You can honorably mention. But I think Aiden is, is a guy lately for me. Annoying with Aiden. Hmm. I don't think Aiden has enough personality to be annoying. But he's like, to me, he's like a younger Nurkic, and there's a bigger rift between him and his team. Yeah. But hey, yeah, you know, this is why no, we, no, no, we, no. we put them out here so we can, you know, debate. Um, I'm going to go LeBron again for never doing the dunk contest. That's pretty freaking annoying. Yep, good one. Um, are there any coaches that you would like to include in the conversation? Mm. Mm. I think it's easy to say Doc Rivers because of all the choking he's done. But like, I actually like you hear him talk, and like he seems like a guy you'd probably like to play for. And I can kind of see why teams keep hiring him. Um, From oh, people I've talked awesome. to, too. Uh, People really like Rivers behind the scenes. He just, I'm sure. he, just str- he just struggles in. Uh, when you say people, when, when, when do you mean teams. Andrew Greif? Who? Um, let me think. Mike is Mike Malone annoying? I mean the the, the entire play, the, 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 the entire playoff run of like people don't give us our due. Like as everyone's like lining up to give them their due. Yeah, I can see that. Although he, he, I think for a long time people did think he was kind of a shitty coach. I think he did prove him wrong. So, yeah. Anyone else yeah, there, there, that comes to mind? There is a fine line between being annoying and like or getting your flowers. You know, I, I think you're allowed to like go show off, show off a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? Just Mark Jackson. That's it. Okay. I could see how players on other teams could find Steve Kerr kind of annoying. I don't know. Maybe, uh, well, Boonholzer is gone, but he was certainly annoying at times. All right. I had, to so, a, I had to pull up a list of current coaches, but I think that's all I am. Coaches yeah. are so in the background. It's like. Well, I think I think we've done a pretty great service to the community here where we were critical to Damian Lillard. Um, he can take it. But we also proved beyond a reasonable doubt that there are many players in the NBA who are just more annoying than Dame, even though Dame's – Dame, you're pushing it right now, buddy. Like, come on. Well, here's the, the closing question, though. Had we included him in the draft pool – where would he have gone? Because I, I still think, I mean, granted recency bias, but I think he still goes top six to eight in that easily. Yeah, like he's, you would have been shocked for a team to trade up for him, to, like to get into the lottery. But if you're taking right. him at like six or seven, like 
the fan base is pretty happy with with that pick. Like you're getting right. pretty, qual- you're getting a lot of annoyingness, uh, especially a concentrated dose right now. Right, a little polarizing, kind of a divisive player in the draft. Some guys really like him, some guys don't. Some teams are just completely out, but some teams have him maybe top three. You know? Yeah, and and it's uh, there's a sneakiness to it because I think like the overall. I mean, that's why this column day kind of came was so surprising because the the national media hasn't turned on Dame yet. I, I think if anything, it's been some like. It's the people who kind of follow him every it's, day. It's coming, though. Kinda, yeah. Oh, yeah. Feel the shift. Um, it, it'll just be if he ends up in Miami or New York or wherever he goes. I don't. I don't think Dame quite realizes like how good of a gig it is to be the best player in Portland. I, and this isn't to discount his desire to win or whatever, but like this. You're not going to have a fan base that loves you more than Portland loves Dame right now. And while I'm a member of the local Portland media core and I have friends like it's a very soft environment here. Like there, there's this the, the amount of attention that you can get in the Northwest and play really good basketball and live a really good life and not have to have Stephen A. Smith barking every day about, you know, just every move you do or. You know, it's it's just it's just a softer media core out here. And Dame seems to already get annoyed by like the few people who are critical in Portland. You go anywhere else and it's going to get far worse, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to, to put it. And I think a great note to end on five seconds, double zero for Scoot in or out. Out. Unless unless you're going to be because Dame's zero, right? Yeah, that's why he said zero is already taken, but. It adds to the same thing. It adds to the same thing. Zero. You can't. You can't be. You can't be. Yeah. It'd be like. It's uh, just not. It's not a. It's not a sexy number for a dynamic guard to wear. It it feels bulky. Give me. Like take a single digit, please. Any of them. They all work. What number would you be? I've all like when I was younger. I always said nine was my favorite number. I had some reasoning. I can't remember now. But like. I just think anything like you can't really go wrong like one to nine. I think like they're all cool. Okay. Okay. Stay tuned next week or the week after next pod at least we'll do the uh, yeah I, draft <laughs> lead by yeah, example you, will be taken in the top three. Let me just say. Yeah. Oh man, I we all right. I, pro, I you've been wanting to do this one for quite some time. I promise you, our next podcast we will do. Maybe we'll even get a couple guests to uh, to come on and do the, oh, that'd the sports. Be so good. A little the round sports, table because the sport. it opens up so many conversations, you know? Yeah. So, um, and if you have any suggestions to add, leave them in the comments here because we're, we're going to do the sports writers cliche draft. We're just going to take it one day at a time. Um, yeah, one day at a time. We're working on buy-in right now. Um, and if we can be the first one and the last one out, cheers, right? All right, this week on The Corridor, um, on Wednesday afternoon, there is going to be the latest installment in our I-510 series. We are going to be looking at Justin Jacobs, who came over to Oregon from Iowa. This is a good one. There's some, that one. There's, yeah. some, there's, some, there's some fun quotes from, uh, uh, from his family in that one. And what else is coming up? Oh, and then I'm going to uh, – I have a little – cooking some I, stuff on the back burner. Yeah, you're you're cooking, and then uh, and then I have a little piece I'm writing about uh, uh, Neil Neil Everett leaving ESPN. I uh, I randomly have ran have crossed paths 
with him in some random career situations and just thought I'd uh, um, share that a little bit later this week as uh, as, as his time with uh, the mothership has come to an end. But uh, And I'd imagine you didn't, you didn't write for the draft, but there'll be a Blazers piece, at least one in the next week or two. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, From one or the check- other of us. Please check that all out at i-5corridor.com. Sign up for a free subscription. Sign up for a paid subscription if you really want to help us out. Things are going to be picking up here really quick with football season just around the bend. So uh, please consider that. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, it would really help us out if you could give us a rating uh, or a review. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify, every little thing helps. Shane, what you got going later on this week? You fishing? I Ooh, ooh. Jet skis, baby. All right. Well, next week, we'll talk about your summer. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it.